Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. Welcome to Bravo Happy Hour. I'm your host, Megan O'Donnell. Grab yourself a drink and join me while I break down the week in Bravo TV news. Welcome to Bravo Happy Hour. I'm your host, Megan O'Donnell, and today's episode is blessed with the presence of Carrie. She's the host of the Sip and Shine podcast, which is a retro-inspired cocktail podcast talking all about tales of histories, scandals, pop culture, and hot mess struggles. Welcome to the show. Hey, hey, hey. Well, I went on to your show last week. I don't know when that episode comes out. And I've like been thinking about how funny our episode together was. And I also, for listeners of this show, I told one of the juiciest stories, probably the juiciest thing that's ever happened to me. The most scandalous thing that's ever happened to me, to you on your show. It was like a call your daddy level. And I listened to you as a fan. (laughs) So as you're telling me this, I felt like it brought me back to circa 1996, confessional at like St. Mary's (laughs) Church. Like I legit was feeling like that. Like I felt like we needed to light candles afterwards. I needed to sage my life a little bit after that, where I was like, okay, that was something in my head. I was always like, oh, it'd be so funny to talk about on a podcast, but I can't really talk about it on mine simply because this guy might hear it. And God forbid, God forbid there the other woman in this situation. Listen, I don't know the whole thing. I was like, I'm just very much removing myself. But hey, I was on the Sip and Shine podcast and we, we it just it just <laughs> fell into our laps. So definitely well, go and check that out whenever that comes If she out. Googles, if they Google you, they probably <laughs> won't find you at least because you have the most anonymous name. You're like yes. that tw- classic 23 and me name. Like, yeah, I'm basically like the Jane Doe of Irish girls. A yes. Megan O'Donnell. There is many of us. We first met on Jess's podcast a couple, not a couple months ago, it was like a year ago. I don't even understand time anymore. The Blonde Unfiltered podcast. And on that show, we both bonded over Family Karma, which was, I believe, like in the middle of season one when Mm -hmm. we were chatting about it. And this past week, they have confirmed they are shooting season two. (sighs) 
so happy. They listen to us. That's when I'm like, there's something either we secreted out in the universe or they actually like listen to the podcast to know that we demanded them to come back. We were the only ones. No, everybody really, (laughs) that was the only reason why they're bringing it back. But I saw a couple weeks ago on a Facebook production group talking about, I think I was telling you this. I don't know. I go on so many shows and talk about Bravo nonstop. Or I saw a listing for an associate producer for like a nine week project filming in Miami. Mm. And then in my head, I was like, I wonder if it's family karma. And then they spotted Richa, who is, um, how's his name? Vishal's, uh, fiance. Oh my God. I'm like roommate, friend. I'm like, I don't call. Like don't repeat. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) True. So they spotted Richa at some. That wasn't my, that wasn't my perception that I'm just repeating what somebody else said. Right. Like, did I say that? Probably. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I think I might've known the person who said that. Um, So Richa was talking with producers at some building in downtown Miami, talking about attending a pool party with the cast the weekend before. And I guess they were preparing her for some kind of confrontation with another cast member for an upcoming scene that they were going to be filming. And they were then also spotted filming some B-roll outside of the building's lobby. So safe to say we're getting a season two, baby. I'm telling you, I just, I think we talked about this on mine and that'll be the last reference, I promise. But I feel like Reels Channel or some other channel is gonna jump in if they don't have more diversity on Bravo. Like they've got to get on that. Or else another yeah. channel is going to pop up there. Like, I mean, Oprah, where's Oprah own? What are they doing? Or E, E's not doing anything. They're right across the hall. <laughs> yeah. I mean, E <laughs> doesn't really have any like real original programming at this rate. I think E is really going to be screwed after the Kardashians leave the network. But I saw yeah. on some Instagram thing or Facebook group that Sheena was kind of implying that Vanderpump Rules might come back mm. and air on E rather than on Bravo. Saw that. Yeah, we'll do it. It will that. do just as good as the Abby did. They don't promo yeah. their shows. <laughs> just like the, they drop wags. I mean, they don't promo their shows. It's like a date where you have like a really good date with somebody, but you know you're not <laughs> going to hear from them the next day. Like that is what E Channel does. Even with the rich kids of Beverly Hills, that show was so good. And I know some of them were like moving on to bigger and better things in their career, like all of Morgan Stewart and EJ. You could have always found other rich kids in Beverly Hills to be on that show to supplement while people were coming and going. So even that one hurt when it when it got off air. Well, you just cycle them out like that. That's how they keep the franchises going on Bravo. That's one secret they do have. The, the brand is the show concept, not so much the individual personalities, but the personalities don't know that though. They're not clued in yeah. on that. Well, I think for Family Karma, most of the people will stay the same. I cannot remember her name. She was the auntie. She was like the one who mm. is between being like one of like the younger generation and the auntie. Oh my God, her name is escaping me. She's the Indian version of me. Bali, Bali. <laughs> <laughs> she really is. Like, I don't want to hang out at the old people table, but I'll go hang out with like the 26 year olds or 23 year olds. And they're like, bitch, you're too old to be sitting here. <laughs> But we're going to respect you still because we don't want to be. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about her because I know she was like potentially going to be moving to like Tennessee or somewhere with like her cute Southern boyfriend. So I don't know if she'll be on the show, but I also can't see her 
not being on the show if it were having a second season you know I feel like she's like all right I think I can maybe push this move back another six months until filming is over oh maybe we'll get a third season okay yeah maybe I'll stay around a little bit longer because she was willing to create conflict and I know people there's there's two types of people people hate is either they hate side characters they'll be like oh they're so boring but I'm like you can't have everybody be a main star you need supporting cast and you need people that are willing to create the conflict and to jump in and create it and she would create that conflict so they need somebody yeah and she was also kind of like the conduit between the older generation and the younger generation and had her ear in both conversations brian has a girlfriend yet because he's so cute he's like too cute i get it his face is just perfect looking and just for your audience sake i am not intentionally cutting in on you i just can't see your face (laughs) (laughs) people don't understand when you're podcasting people will complain like oh you interrupt no 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 it's like playing double dutch when you don't see people's faces (laughs) most of the time I'm not that bad I've been I've been actively trying to be better but I recently heard a show I did and it was really hard in the back end for editing I'm like oh god we really both were just like too in it and then like the Mm -hmm. overlap is just like aggressive Okay, so moving on to other things, Real Housewives of Salt Lake City comes out November 11th, and to honor this premiere, Bravo has teamed up with some wine brand to make their own Real House White, Real House Red, and Real House Rosé wine with... um... Can I make a comment about this? 90% of Utah, and I'm saying this because I had, I went to a military school with somebody from Utah. Okay. So they were very educational about Utah. Okay. And my, one of the chiefs I totally adored was from Utah. 90% of Utah is Mormon. Therefore they don't drink alcohol or even caffeine. I remember the one guy was like, yeah, I drink Dr. Pepper as a treat, you know, on my birthday or whatever. (laughs) For them to bring out a wine line is very interesting to me it's I don't it's like kind of I don't know where they're going with this I think they probably just are trying to like anchor it to something but regardless of it being for the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City I think people will still buy it granted it is so outrageously overpriced for two bottles of red wine it's $52 and I'm sorry I'm not playing the Thunder Pump prices Like for that amount of money, I could go and get three or four good bottles at like my local wine shop and support a small business and also know that the wine might be a, a little bit of a better quality. Like I just have a feeling this isn't quality wine and the price tag for something just to say the real house red is not really worth it. And house red wine and house white generally is the cheapest type of wine. So... Well, you could go to, at this point right now with plane fares, you could go to Salt Lake on those prices because I looked (laughs) at Chicago and I could go to Chicago on those prices. Secondly, I feel like they're day late dollar short because we already had Vicky and Tamara who tried to do a wine line. Mm -hmm. You had Ramona, you've had, uh, you know, Bethany do her liquor. I mean, how many other people have done? Which is WeHo. Yep. Lisa Vanderpump. Who else? Who else has your your daylight dollar short? They're trying to get on this. You know what? Bethany left. So now are they not getting a cut of her profit? Well, she actually sold out. So, I mean, the other wine lines are probably not doing that well now either. I mean, I believe they're probably all defunct. I know when the witches of WeHo 
were having all of their issues last season. They were like, can we even work together on our wine line because of all of this brutal drama? And I think at this rate, they're all kind of friends again as they've, mm-hmm. you know, have shared trauma from getting yeah, fired. Yeah. <laughs> so they had to band together. <laughs> so I wonder if we're going to get like a baby witches, like the post-pregnancy brew. Did I tell you the story? Not to go off track, but do you remember in the Real Housewives of DC where he had his wine? Oh my and god! They were like yes. stomping grapes. They went to the store, like the grocery store, and bought grapes. <laughs> How can I forget? Which is like the DC Housewives are my favorite franchise. Shameless I'm friends with go- him on Facebook. Really? What's yeah. he doing? Okay, so they he's all in a polo. I'll actually bring him up now. I'll do <laughs> so. He's all in a polo and something very interesting. What was his name? Like Tariq, right? We yeah, have friends Tariq in common. Salami. So this guy is now um, adventure seeker. This is his description. <laughs> adventure seeker and lover of life rated top 5% social media influencers in the world. His <laughs> website is TariqSalahi.org. Dot org. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So he's team captain at team captain at IPT USA polo team by celebrity cruise line and that and he's the team captain at team captain at IPT USA polo team by Royal Caribbean. So he does those former appearance at CBS David Letterman appearance <laughs> owner at Oasis Linery. Um, he is former national man of the year at the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society studied viticulture analogy analogy at uc david went to the randolph macon academy and he lives in delray uh, <laughs> i'm about to send you a picture with him and it looks like he's with a sex doll from his- <laughs> uh mikhail oh that is that is like most definitely a sex doll yeah with a necklace on yeah with, and he had bought his own popcorn the Inn at Little Washington. That was where him and Mikhail had their first date. Why am I so psycho? <laughs> if I hear from him, if I get unfriended, I'll be like, oh. He I, I just podcast. friended him. I like that. I like that his thing says top 5% social media influencers in the world. Like, what does that even mean? Sometimes people are so ridiculous with like their, the way that they talk about their ranking. Like I know this one podcast and the host is always saying like, number one top podcast I'm like for who for what on what chart and the charts always are changing so what are what is this number one top podcast I'm like okay cool that's what I'm that's what I am as well thank you but anyways we are at the baby news baby news which evidently is a like weekly segment on this show because everybody and their mother is having a quarantine baby Brandy Redmond from the Real Housewives of DC. So she is pregnant with baby number four. And this is kind of a miracle baby considering she had had miscarriages and her and Brian had struggled the last few seasons to have a kid. And now they lost her mother-in-law in a really horrific car accident a couple of weeks ago. So the fact that this baby is now coming into their lives is just, is great. I like Brandy, you know, not not my favorite person in the world but going through something so shitty as losing your mother-in-law so young and having your daughter be scarred by that loss and now having like a beautiful baby on the way I'm just I'm just so happy <laughs> she let me tell you something she was pre pre-menopausal or perimenopausal so she literally gives hope to us all like 
she had talked even... about it on one of the on one of the things that they had discovered that she was going through perimenopause, which you can go through early or like seven years out from from actual menopause, but that's part of the her odyssey of of fertility. Uh, well, I'm happy for Brandy and their family, and I mean, babies bring so much joy into people's lives, and so she deserves some joy in the form of a little baby ginger. <laughs> so we also have Eliza Limehouse from Southern Charm, who is expecting a child with her husband, Mark Struthers McBride Jr. And I want to say, you listen to my show, I very rarely am right about things, but probably like on episode like 124, I think 125, I did a solo episode and I was talking about how Eliza was like, I'm no longer coming back to Southern Charm. It's like, well, literally nobody asked or cared. So you don't need a People Magazine article. And in that, I said, I believe it's because she's pregnant. She keeps having these fake photo shoots with her husband and skinny white girls never miss a summer to post a skinny bikini shot, especially it like even in a pandemic. And when I didn't see any bikini shots this summer, I was like, she's pregnant. Did you see a chalkboard? Did you see a letterboard <laughs> or a chalkboard? Because that's like a symptom apparently now of pregnancy. <laughs> she, let me tell you something. She is like that yearbook girl that has like the bad hair. Yeah. <laughs> and then the way that she like makes her announcements, it's like she finally got to sit at the big person table. Yeah. <laughs> and she's kind of like Landon's little sister. Yeah, it was hard when she, yeah, that's actually like really good. She was definitely like a Landon in training, but like they wouldn't even give her that, they wouldn't even give her the light of day. And also she's 23 years old. She's like dealing with Shep who's pushing 40. She's dealing with Patricia who is ageless by Patricia. Like, I don't know how old she is. She could be like 100. I want to read her book really badly, even though she, the thing is I'm struggling with is that she's like a massive Trump Republican. And so I'm trying to like put my pennies where the person I like, I want to give money to people who don't support that bullshit, but I still do want to learn how to be like a Southern woman. Like I want to learn how to host. I want to learn how to throw like turtle themed parties <laughs> you want to do the champagne cake don't you where they have the champagne cr- growing down she there is reminds- nothing i want to do more than that actually I, and you want fondue that's why like the housewives are fun to watch because like you learn all of these things that like rich people like or like at the time like you would learn about like i don't know designers and traveling and all these different places where i'd be like antigua where's that and then i google it and then i'm like oh cool i want to go to antigua or I i don't know like i think a lot of these shows are really fluffy and stupid but you also do learn a lot about people and culture and traveling and some really amazing artists or some like really not amazing artists are you trying to are you trying to are you trying to say that it's cultural and that you learn something from this yes yes like I try to put a spin that it's a historian (laughs) and like listen I don't want to know what happens at the trailer park because I have that at home I already know what happens at the trailer park and I'm not even knocking the trailer park I already know you know (laughs) I go visit my grandma there like I don't need I don't need I want to know what happened behind the gates 
Well, that's why I always say like these Zoom reunions are really frustrating to me because I am in Zoom calls all day long. So when I see multiple boxes in any form on television, I just start to break out into hives. I'm like, no, 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 no. You're watching the Brady Bunch. You're watching yeah. the Brady Bunch credits. Oh my God. So bad. Well, other baby news, baby news, baby news. Um, David Foster, Yolanda Foster from the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. He is going to be a father for the 750th time, this time with Catherine McPhee, the singer, songwriter, da, 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 and they are having another baby. And I thought his sperm expired after his documentary came out where he proved to be such a bad dad. Like, I feel like automatically your sperm should just be like, we don't work anymore. We saw the documentary on Netflix. Are you trying to say say his his gene pool should not like like live on any any further? Correct. Yeah. He just reminds me of this like polygamist that (laughs) without the like he just didn't have the wives all at the same time. He just like spaced them out. He gives me that kind of like Simon Cowell vibes with, but then he just keeps procreating, and he's not gonna. I I don't see him like the warm and fuzzy dad. I just don't no. see that. I mean, happening. for Catherine McPhee to be a part of this documentary, and then they probably had a premiere party and watched it, and da, 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 and like it was a big thing when it came out initially. And you see, like all of its kids being like, "Dad was never there. Dad, dad's a really great musician, but Dad was never there. Dad was never there. Dad was never there." And Catherine's like, "Amazing! This is a perfect time. Let me get this seventy-year-old man who's had fifteen kids because he can't go far much. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> he's yeah, not gonna go. That's much. true. Between a quarantine <laughs> where he literally cannot go far, and then at a certain point, his like hips are gonna give out. Like he might be at home with Catherine and the baby, but I don't know. I struggled with that documentary because." you see that he always put his career first. And of course, like when you're so talented on that level, so many men and so many women do that because Mm -hmm. that's just their calling and that's what drives them in this life. And of course, like your family takes a back seat. But with like the 15 wives he did have, he didn't treat one of them well. And that was the frustrating thing where it's like, you didn't even have that one who like, you really, really loved, but you fucked over and she found the balls to move, like to leave you. Yeah. So I don't even, I mean, how many wives is he on now? Oh, Yolanda. He dumped Yolanda. Yeah. Well, even that, like during the, the documentary, there was a moment where I guess the documentarian asked him something about Yolanda. And he was like, you know, it's really frustrating when you've won a million Emmy, a million Grammys and all of these things. And people only come up to me because of the Real Housewives. And then they asked a question saying, you know, what happened with you two? Or like, why did you break up? And it was basically like, he didn't like the Real Housewives, but she needed it because she needed the paycheck because he has such, I mean, he literally probably can advise you at this point to be a divorce lawyer, to know how to have to have prenups yeah I mean he really probably is like at that level of you know like those people that have gone through like tax issues or divorce or whatever and they get just get expert mode he's like expert mode at this point yeah I mean and the fact is like I feel like one of his wives might just come up to him and be like I want a divorce and he's like okay bye like he doesn't even like yeah, try no, to he fight said, it. He's like, whatever. She said that. Literally... She said that. He's just like, when he's done, he's done. He's like, this is the next day. He's like, this is not working for me. I'm done. I'm over it. And he was just out. I w- That to me is a superpower. 
because I live in the past. I hold on to like toxic <laughs> relationships. I'm like familiarity. That's why like I even like I hear all these people talking about OC right now. And I'm like, no, look at my choice in men and relationships. That will tell you that no familiarity. I cannot take on a new show right now. I'm going to stick with it. Like I know OC, <laughs> my standards are low. I don't have high expectations. <laughs> I I'm mean, gonna- yeah, my expectations are so low with this season. I mean, we can this actually, yeah. I'm like, are we talking about OC in this episode? actually can perfectly lead into OC stuff but I watched the most recent episode this past week and it is just not gripping me I'm definitely interested in Bronwyn's storyline but I also believe that this is such a raw new thing for her to be going through and to really 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 be willing to put it all out there on screen for us seems to be Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Like, a little intrusive. I feel like I shouldn't be Mm -hmm. watching this. Whereas, Mm -hmm. like, you know, Lala and other people who have gone through their sobriety journey on the television, on screen, haven't necessarily been as real and raw as Bronwyn and it's been difficult to watch this all kind Uh, of unfold okay so with the Bronwyn thing I was going online because I love to read other people's comments because I am very impressionable and I will be swayed (laughs) (laughs) okay (laughs) I have no shame in my game I love it okay so someone said that if she's getting the shakes, I I actually wrote this down, I but I did not write down who who said it. So I really suck at, at play. I'm not plagiarizing though. I'm repeating somebody else. So if you're mad, get mad at them, not me. Okay. <laughs> but she said that if she's getting the shakes after 15 minutes of no alcohol, then she's like, girl, you are totally manufacturing this storyline. Like you're totally embellishing it. Yeah, you might have a problem, but you are now like overproducing your storyline and it just seemed like the person that was speaking might have came from some sort of you know like even when she was saying that she was detoxing at home with her kids rather than leaving the house to detox just people are kind of questioning not her having an issue with alcohol but some of the timeline stuff and just some of the comments that she made and they're like, well played your second season. Like this is, you know, you're kind of producing your own storyline. I'm not saying that. (laughs) I'm like, uh, I don't know if I necessarily believe that. Yeah. I'm not saying that because everybody has opinions. I have attended myself Al-Anon. I'm not, I've attended Al-Anon. I think I've had, um, 
people I know in rehab, I think everybody's journey is their journey and how they react. And obviously I think last season there's stuff that they didn't even show that was just too wild. Um, I'm not saying that, but I'm just very interested on how everybody is kind of just have opinions on it, on her journey. Do you know what I mean? Like, I mean, I think like the internet is like such a cesspool for people to say comments and I know like my point is you cannot come you you can't come out with anything like, oh, my husband just died. Well, you know, like they're going to still have like a drove him to have heart disease and you gave him too much mac and cheese. It's like, what? Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And I, I don't know, like I, like I was saying, I feel like it's intrusive to be watching this and I hope it. I hope she ends up giving herself a little bit of a break. And I like that her husband was supportive in that way, where he was saying, you know, this is very new for you and you're obviously having a really difficult time with it. So if you do fall off the wagon, that's okay. We will just pick you right back up and we'll keep going. I think he gives her the nurturing that she didn't give from her mom because I think she has mommy issues. I kind of feel like you do where I know Lala went through it and so did Leah before filming. I don't know how much she was saying that she was sober 14 days and then filming where it's like, should Bravo, does Bravo have any ethical do no. I mean, can they say, can they say like, okay, we need 30 days or I mean, like they had Dorinda, they finally took Dorinda off for a season. I think she'll end up being back, but. Well, and I think that's a a fine line that these shows kind of are teetering, even with like freedom of speech. It's like, I understand why people don't want Kelly on the show. However, how can you say that? Like, I don't agree with anything she says. And I think she's an ignorant fucking idiot. But there also is, like, freedom of speech. And yeah, of course, a lot of her speech is hateful. But Bravo, like, what is their role in this? Like, how can they step in and say, this isn't okay? Like, I think in this context, Bravo and the producers knew that Bronwyn was going through the sobriety journey, yet they let Shannon do her fake, I brought a pregnancy test and you're going to take a pregnancy test. Like that is so bonkers to me. She had to have let them know that they were going to be doing this pregnancy scene thing. That's, I think, a moment where a producer could come in and say, hey, she's actually really going through something and she will let you know on her own time but yeah. let's not do this. Like, let's not yeah. do this. Like, I think they need to be able to, to come in and, and step in when they need to. And of course, try not to fabricate so much of the storylines. But I think that's, that's an example of where they can step in. Yeah. Or, I mean, then some people can say, oh, well, she's an inspiration and all that too. Like yeah. I said, I just found it very um, interesting how some people are, even this being such a new storyline, it's so pro or doubtful. Like, I'm just like, it's so new. We saw one episode of it, but I'm still like, I'm still, I'm still here for it to like read what other people think of it. Cause like I said, I am impressionable. (laughs) Same. (laughs) So Bronwyn actually recently came out saying she is no longer living with Sean. And I mean, I, I don't know, like I, it's weird watching television now, like in the era of COVID even watching the OC episode where it was like Emily's birthday party like every hug I was like hug 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 like I'm so like conscious of touch and 
groups of people now and and Mm -hmm. it's pathetic because I mean our country could have been in a place where we didn't have to be in this specific place um due to some choices by our leaders but I I feel I'm like oh my god I forgot what like that normalcy is and now when I see it on television I'm like there are too many people in this indoor space and yeah I'm gonna feel like this is so vintage it looks (laughs) I don't think I don't think it will ever be the same. I mean, I thought it was really ironic. There, I saw some humor in this, some irony with New York, how this week, Sonia, they put a picture of Ramona, Sonia, and the new cast member. I think her name is Ebony out on yeah. Instagram. Ramona looks so salty. But then I was thinking about it. I'm like, they stuck her on a beach after Leah's tirade about you were on the beach with no mask and all yeah. that. <laughs> I'm like, she you did can't not get her. Was it? You can't get <laughs> You can't get the virus by the water. You like what was she, like? Can't get the virus. The I water. wasn't wearing my mask in the water. The frustrating part right now is because like there's a lynch mob after anybody does anything, but mm-hmm. you know like so many people just aren't posting the things that they're doing. So it's like no one will fucking know. Like let me tell you something. What so many of these people are actually doing, and then they're like, "Can you believe she had three friends in her backyard?" It's like, I know. It's like. <laughs> Well, and the thing, like, I dig Leah. I think she's a good addition, you know, whatnot. But Ramona's in her 60s. She's not trying to put herself out there like she's some role model. She was quarantined with her ex-husband and her college kid doing, like, TikToks or whatever. Like, she finally got her kid to come home. Like, and and what, what what's her ex's name? I always forget his name. Mario. Yeah. I, I mean, I just don't think like she's not trying to change the world. If she is, it's because of her skincare products or whatever she's trying to sell. Like she's not. We're just going to change the skincare game. Yeah. Or what was it? Mario's like, what was he used to sell? Trophies. Like, trophies? Yeah. Trophies or like his icon necklaces. Like or Jesus whatever. necklaces. She's like, yeah. there's nothing more than 13 year old. There's nothing more than a 13 year old loves than a big cross. Exactly. Yeah. She's not, she's not out there changing the world. She's not trying to be a role model. No, most definitely not. But just kind of quickly going back to OC. So we see Bronwyn go through the sobriety journey. And then once like, you know, the death of George Floyd happened and all these riot um, protests were taking place all throughout the country, Bronwyn became like super involved and became a real advocate and now she doesn't talk to any of the cast members on the show. She talks to Shannon, I believe, because I saw her on Watch What Happens Live and she mentioned having some sort of relationship with Shannon, but it doesn't look like she's friends with the others. So I wonder how this whole sobriety election protest wokeness has affected her relationships with the other ladies, because this, we all know like the ladies in OC are like very, very, very conservative. And Bronwyn is supposedly dating a woman now so there's like that other layer as well I think it's so I love I love the issues and the relevancy I think sometimes people watch shows because they think that they because there's two schools of thought because remember I I read Twitter and so I'm I'm on both sides okay (laughs) where some people want it to be an oasis away from real life and some people want to see it to to reflect what real life is okay um from what I understand, I don't live there, but Orange County is a little bit more on the conservative side. Um, so, but I also think 
going through recovery within my own family, a lot of time, like we took up some activism too, to like channel our energies in for good. So maybe that's kind of an offshoot of maybe her recovery too. I don't know. I can't say, and it's not my business because I went through Al-Anon and I mind my own business. I stick to my side of the street. (laughs) That's all I gotta say. (laughs) Well, rumor had it this past week that Vicky, Vicky Gundelson and Steve Lodge potentially broke up. I guess they don't follow each other on social media anymore, but no one knows if they did follow each other on social media before, but I have a feeling he probably is at his wits he end her watching. Fa- he sees her face all the fucking time. He has a booming cameo account, so you can't say it's because he doesn't know what social media is. Booming but cameo account. Let me tell you something. I just blocked the colonel this week because I don't want him making any comments about my social, my Instagram. So I have no room to talk because <laughs> I'm like, I don't want him to fucking follow me and give me commentary on what I'm posting. As I go to his cameo, I'm like, what is he... Oh my, when is he going to start an OnlyFans? Oh my gosh. If if anybody pays for that, I will totally go in on it. I will do halfsies. Yeah, throw it on my business. Wow. Oh my God. It's so funny. Like, I'm like just looking at the cameos, which is like one of my favorite places to go and I'm bored. Uh, and I'm looking at like this reality star, Chris from The Circle. I forgot that show even happened. All of those major shows came out early 2020 like cheer like r.i.p cheer that guy they creepy little rapist jerry like how sad that like the guy everybody loves the most is actually the biggest creep yeah uh yeah yeah, that was a that was a. I don't know where that came from. I don't even from. have anything. Yeah, I have like <laughs> I nothing. I'm like, I was like, and he's like. At so first, young. I was like, oh, was this 17 year old? But then when I like read more into it, I was like, whoa, hold up, this is really bad. Yeah, like young. You guys cannot Google that. But but is track. that community college somewhere where people go when they're older too? I mean, I don't know. That whole thing was like kind of sketchy where they're like, we have the biggest cheer competition in the history of cheerleading. And then it was like literally between like that community college and like a neighboring community college. Let me tell you something. I love me some Texas. I almost retired there, but Texas is like its own country. They have their own culture. They have their own cultural tradition. So I, I didn't understand fully the whole community college thing with cheer, but I will totally buy into it and believe it because it's Texas and they didn't, they're not very clued in that they're not like, they're not, they're still their own country. Like they literally, they're Texans first. Not everybody. I'm not saying that, but Texans not to piss off Texans. Yeah, I know. I'm like, if you have a really negative comment, make, make it on Bravo. I know. Yeah. yeah, I love Texas. <laughs> Texas is a tax-free state. I looked at relocating there. Every time I go, I am tr- like I can walk into a bar and feel like I'm Miss America and I'm not Miss America material. I mean, they are so nice to me. So no, I have zero Good issue. I spent, time, I spent a lot of time in Texas. Where did Texas even get caught brought up? No, I'm trying to think of like what is this train? We're not even talking about like Dallas. We're just like oh I'm like Dallas housewives anything anything I'm like wait no. No. So I'm going to quickly pivot this topic into some summer house news. So Hannah Burner this past week was recently hospitalized because I guess her intestines were wrapped around her appendix that was inflamed. And then she ended up having to have her appendix removed, 
which like, I don't know anything about anything in terms of medical stuff, but this happened while she was filming Bravo chat room. And she just like started getting this really bad stomach pain. And obviously Miss Jokey McJokerson was like, I just thought something crazy was happening to my stomach because of all the sex I talk about on podcasts. But no, my appendix burst. (laughs) Yeah, she thought she had really bad gas or she needed to go to the bathroom. Yeah, she kept being like, I just kept thinking it was a really big fart. It's like, has your body like ever rejected a fart so badly? Oh my God, I hate that word too. (laughs) What, reject? No, the other word you said. And I listened to the whole podcast about her butt too. And I like got through it. I don't even know the word. Now I'm nervous to say it again. It's that F word you said. Fart? yes you hate that word yes I can I hate that word I don't even say that word I don't know I never said it since childhood it was never said (laughs) I know it's weird weird. like how many people can I offend on your podcast so far I've gotten Texas yeah Texas people in recovery (laughs) and people who fucking love to to f word (laughs) wow okay well we won't say that word. Anybody <laughs> from here on out that we're never. I don't she was gassy. It. She thought she was gassy. She thought she was gassy. But no, her, her probiotic appendix burst. Not cool. Which and, is very ironic after our conversation that we had. Oh, yeah. So fill the listeners in on this podcast. I couldn't listen to it, which I will say, Hannah is killing it in the podcast game. Her and Paige started her Giggly Squad podcast, which is number one on TV and film for the past week. Number 19 on all podcasts as of today, which is Tuesday p.m. And she has her own show, Burning in Hell. She's constantly going on Call Her Daddy. And so she's doing big things. Like I, I've always stand Hannah, even being on Bravo chat room. Like she's, she's doing big things and, and deserves all the accolades. I'm not like that much of a petty, um, jealous bitch. I mean, depending on who we're talking about. <laughs> but not I'm there. curious what the rest of the house thinks of that because they were not on the first season they saw them as like the youngins in the house so I'm kind of curious what they what they're thinking of her with the fact that they're kind of they kind of have taken over the house with popularity yeah I mean no? her and Paige definitely have you know kind of come in and brought some fresh blood to the mix, which I think was necessary because the Workus sisters had to go and Amanda and Kyle were getting really stale. And these two are fun. They were independent. They're confident. They valued female friendships, which is something we really don't see. And especially on a show like Summer House, where the other women on the show were like so desperate for love and attention. Amanda was like the forever one night stand who turned into the like, I guess forever. Yeah, she girl. well played, well played, well played. I mean, there's tons of TikTok therapy videos on trying to get your man to land your man, your fuck boy, and she did it well played. But I don't even want to no, land that fuck boy. Like that's so no. sad. Like to think like to no, think he's like, like the aging is... frat guy. Yeah, he's like, like the old frat guy. Oh, I feel bad for her, and I think that's why she struggled so much last season with seeing Hannah with. Luke because Hannah was like pretty nonchalant like if she didn't have like tearful moments of her being like he doesn't want to be with me he doesn't want to have sex with me like they were like very chill and like did their own thing and like yes he went down on her for 45 minutes to an hour like I love that for them like that's fun and that's great but 
she was able to like have a friendship with him. They could party all the time. She could flirt with other guys. She could do really whatever she wanted and still kind of keep Luke on the back burner. And I, oh, burner. And I think um, (laughs) Amanda was like so envious that Hannah was able to have this relationship with Luke where they had a good conversation. He genuinely respected her and she didn't I think feel genuinely... the need to be in a relationship like and she didn't feel the need yeah. to chase this man for the next four years of her life so that no. he gives her a limp ring when they're both wasted on a boat I'm like did she even remember her engagement thank god they were filmed no. but like I don't know and so I think she kind of saw that as like oh wow like look at you like you have standards like you you genuinely think you could do better than him and and that's why you're not fawning it all, all over him where Amanda was like you're right I guess I can't do better than you I'm just going to date this like perpetual child for the rest of my for my life I guess I think that first of all I'm from New York I'm I'm not gonna lie my ex-husband did rent the beach house down in Jersey Shore I was underage and he was not so I feel like I kind of relate a little bit to her like he would call me at 2 a.m and be like hey why don't you come over and I would come over and he'd fall asleep so I'd be like knocking at his like parents window like bedroom window (laughs) to like wake up I, I in my defense I was 19 and stupid okay so I feel like I'm a recovering I'm her, I'm her, but recovering. Like You're I'm recovering. recovering, Amanda. Yeah, exactly. Wow. I think I'm a little bit more like Hannah in the way that I do think Hannah liked Luke more, but she was kind of playing it cool. But yeah, I do think like Luke liked her when she had another dude. He liked he's that guy. He's that guy who's like flirty and all that. But I think she got a clue after the season wrapped and she like moved on I think he ended up liking her and she was already like I'm over it dude you know because he made the effort to go see her shows and stuff yeah by the way just to break in Paige at one point lived in Albany just had to say that um that's where she like, talked about getting some of her fashion sense mortifying <laughs> no not even that like my mom was by glenn's falls but i'm just like like lake george but i was just like wow she's talking about how her fashion sense was shaped by albany so i was just like a little impressed by that but, i mean now i can even look at albany the same way after the vow i'm like how is this my state capital oh, do you know how many cults are in new york there's so um, many cults that's really there's a cool. lot of cults. I'm like, that's really cool. Yeah, there's a lot of cults. But uh, so Hannah was on The Taste of Taylor with Taylor Strucker. Oh, and apparently yes. she's doing a lot of collabs with Call Call Your Daddy, right? Call Your Daddy podcast. And so I'm listening the other day and immediately I, it was kind of like you're, you're listening and you're squirming, but you can't like turn it off. It's almost like a sex scene on TV. <sighs> Not with that your mom's in the room. I mean, because she's talking about eating the ass of her boyfriend. Ugh. And she's like, I have to tell you right now. I cannot believe I'm like repeating this. Like I'm like, I, I mean, I couldn't do the research today because I was like actually busy yeah. at work. And she so, was you. like talking about what it tasted like. They were talking about how like you could braid your ass hair like that, like and how she shaves all the time. Again, I more power to her that she can say that because I'm always very impressed with TikTok videos when women are talking like this because I'm like, oh, my, you know, uh, I saw but, like a TikTok video of this like young girl being like, this is how to queef. And I'm like, what? Like, this is insane. Like my friend, like it was psychotic. And I'm like, what the fuck do your parents like? 
are, are you gonna get into college? Like in my day, it was like, you can't have a picture of you with a red cup on Facebook or else you will not get into college. And now people are like, this is a tutorial on queefing. But she even talked about what it tastes like technique what she's what's the technique I'm like for asking for a friend yeah so she said at first she wasn't very good at it and then she's perfect I heard yeah exactly and then she was talking about how he tasted kind of like sweaty and that she's they're still so into each other that like whatever they taste like or smell like is you know so sexy and all that which I got a little jealous of that at that point now husband's your boyfriend's asshole tastes like sweat I'm like "Ah." no comment no comment anyways carry on carry on I'm taking yeah um so I was at that point where I was a little jealous of that part because I'm that point where I'm like no go take a shower I'm not touching you right now (laughs) yeah (laughs) and so they were like very she was very descriptive on technique and then I saved it bookmarked it so I could go back and re-listen so I could take notes on her technique in case I ever needed it if it was like a life or death situation there's like a journal in your house somewhere that's like tips on a good rim job by Hannah you never know when you need it you never know when you need she might write a book like Lisa Renna did you know that's how she landed Harry Hamlin was through a good blowjob yeah, I really should get that book and, and do I some have it. hard research. Oh, maybe like can you whip out the your notebook where you took notes on, <laughs> on her technique? Just just oh, it's a pretty thick book. It's a pretty thick book, let me tell you. Yeah, thick. Yeah, I don't know. That whole thing was so hard to watch where she's like, Of course my daughters read my book and that's how they found out how to give head. It's like, oh my God. Oh my god. There's like nothing in this world I'd rather like I would never in my life want to hear my mom one like talk about my dad's penis (laughs) just you saying that I'm like like I know like I want to kill myself like I this show's over (laughs) I can't do this anymore but like how disgusting and like creepy and of course like I believe like I'm not a parent obviously and you are but like of course like if your kids are bringing up sexual stuff to you like you shouldn't shame them into feeling like being sexual is a bad thing. However, I do believe like there could potentially be some kind of boundary where it's like, that's a call, a friend, a conversation you have in college with your girlfriends as you're trying yeah. to like understand the male anatomy, not well, like you don't want to cross memoir. boundaries to be like enmeshed. You don't, you don't want to like also cause them to have some sort of sexual dysfunction either. Oh my God. Well, season seven of Southern Charm is coming back and we have a lot of the main cast members, but a bunch of new people as we've been talking Mm. about on this show, but Thomas Ravenel, the pig of all pigs, has revealed on Twitter that he's actually getting married to Heather Mascow, who is his baby mama, who gave birth to their son, Jonathan, back in June. And he just tweeted, did anyone know I'm getting married? Like, honestly, Thomas, nobody cares about anything you do. And, like, you tweeting this is, like, such a desperate attempt for podcasters like moi to end up talking about it. Which we did. Well played. It worked. Um, Thank you. First of all, did you? a lot of his articles say that she's his ex. So I think they're probably, like, that on and off roller coaster that he's really good at. Um, yeah, he knows that but well. But I heard that Ashley 
is doing the voiceovers, which why is she not on like a girl interrupted bunny boiler ID channel show? I don't know. Like, why is she not voicing over that? Like, who who are they trying to fuck with? Are they trying to fuck with Thomas or Catherine? Like, what is the purpose in having her on it? I don't know. And then also he said that he allowed Catherine when her house was getting painted and wasn't quote unquote safe. She was staying in the guest room. He allowed them to film her and the kids at his place. Did you hear about that? Wait, 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 repeat that. Catherine filmed the show at Thomas's house. He allowed it with the kids when she was staying with him Weird. in the guest room. Huh. He's a wild you know, job. The more you know. He's so deeply twisted. And even, thank God he's off this fucking show. He needs to go to bed. Like, I am just done with him. But speaking of a good man from Charleston, Matul, who's Naomi Olindo's really hot boyfriend, got a job at Cornell Weill Hospital here in Manhattan. And so I'm thinking Naomi is going to move to NYC. It's another prediction. Are you staking him out? I am. I'm looking for I won't judge you. I won't judge you. Yeah, no, trust me. I'm going to like find out the flight he takes and I'm going to be like, hey, Matul, I'm your Uber driver, Megan. And I'm going to get a little cap. I'm going to get like a, like for Halloween, I'm going to be a sexy Uber driver, not even just an Uber driver. And I'm going to pick him up. (laughs) I'm writing my own fan fiction on how I'm going to seduce Matul. I'm like, I know how to eat ass and I'm giving a gnarly (laughs) job. You have no idea what I could do with my mouth, Matul. <laughs> you, I got a question for you. Again, this is not a controversial question because, again, I'm just asking, just like I asked about Bronwyn's thing. I don't have any opinion. I want you to give me your opinion and then I'll make that my opinion. Okay. Done. What do you think? Do you think she likes him or she saw him being like a good thing? You know, like he checked the boxes, or do you think she just matured and then because she grew up? It just doesn't look like as passionate as the toxic, like argumentative roller coaster. Like, like, do you think she likes him? I don't know. I think doctors have like a real big dick energy towards women. And Mm -hmm. I think like a guy being like, here's my stethoscope, like a woman immediately just like drops panties. Like I have I don't want to get too into it, but I have a friend who is a similar situation where now she's like in this relationship with this guy and he's just such so adult. a milk toast. Well, that's another thing because they have such a serious job. Their life is so regimented. Their schedule is all like their family life is all about his schedule. Mm-hmm. So there was like no real time for fun and games. And we even saw it like on the show where she was like, no, Matul's not coming. He has to wake up early. No, Matul's not coming. And even Cameron had the same thing. And so I think like you automatically are forced to kind of mature into this like doctor's wife because yeah. that's just the situation at hand. And there's like, it's like, okay, either you're in it or you're not in it. And I'm the doctor and I- I totally it. did the doctor's wife thing circa 1965 when I dated post-divorce a- I found the fountain of youth as a dermatologist in Rye, New York. I dated a dermatologist for a hot second. I got some free treatments, not to brag, but I totally slipped into that. I even tried to dress like it. 
Because <laughs> I'm like all about you're, like starting to wear scrubs all of a sudden. Yeah, you're like, like, oh my god, I can help. You know, and then I try like we go out for days. I'd be dressed in like Jackie O, <laughs> like, like box hats. I, fuck yeah, with like little like fake fur wraps and like little like purses. I like pearls. I like embraced it. Yeah. Oh my god, no! I, I'm definitely... not even. I'm not even throwing. I'm not throwing any shade. I'm just like. No, I mean, I, I, I think, I think she likes him, and I think also she started her relationship with Craig under the assumption that he was going to be this lawyer. He's on the show. Mm-hmm. He has this whole life going for him. And then like, realistically, like he was just like a young kid and none of those things were true. None of them amounted to anything. And she kind of watched that time and time again. And how yeah. can you like keep putting your eggs in this basket for a man who is not doing anything where she went to graduate school. She had a job. She was starting a business. She was helping her parents do their businesses and and so I understood why she didn't stay with him I had like a boyfriend like that too where like we first started dating and he had this great job at like a big bank here in New York and like had all these great things going for him and then he's like I'm gonna go to law school I'm like that's amazing and then like all of a sudden like poof no no law school all of a sudden stop studying and he's like oh yeah I'm gonna move back in with my parents and um I'm not gonna go to law school and I'm gonna get a job locally here and try to figure out my life and I'm like well I don't want to figure out your life with you like you're not my husband like we're 23 and 24 and I've got shit going on and you're just gonna like I'm like this isn't the guy I wanted to be with and then I I mean obviously like hindsight showed me that like oh wait like that all those things like don't really matter about a person and like I shouldn't be putting weight in like a person's job and their career but also like their follow through is what I should be looking at and you don't want to raise your boyfriend you don't want to raise your boyfriend so it's a rest of development you don't want to raise your boyfriend it's understandable that is so true true words have never been spoken on this but again I'm also the girl that like dated then a stoner after the dermatologist had a VW bus and I was like you know wearing like got tattoos and like braided my you know like yeah. the whole braids thing like i'm not one to talk <laughs> but moving on to our last and final topic of the night real housewives of beverly hills is f- officially being graced with the one the only kathy hilton who is confirmed to be holding a diamond for the upcoming season 11 premiere wow 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 I'm all about bringing out family dysfunction out on camera. Same. I mean, we knew this was going to come eventually. And it's like I flowers was... in the attic playing out on screen. I'm all about it. <laughs> the V.C. Andrews book here. I kind of assumed she would be coming in as a friend of, but That's good for her. I mean, Kyle is somewhere crying so hard. This I just don't think so Kyle, Kyle, I don't feel like every show has that anchor. I don't feel like she's that. I, I, I took a break from Beverly Hills because I felt like I really thought it was getting old that they would take one conflict and then Pantygate, um, Munchausen, like the uh, bag of pills, like every season had their thing that they would run out 24 episodes so I was like I can listen to a podcast and get the recap of it but I watched recently I tried to get back in because I really wanted to watch Garcelle and I heard about Sutton so I was like oh I want to like watch this new season and I I did like Denise Richards um 
so I was like, I want to, I want to know, like, what's the deal? Like, can I get back into it? And she was so fake on screen. It was like watching my mom drink too much at like a party. She was having a party at her house with bangs. Okay. Wearing like some tuxedo outfit. No lie. I got like flashbacks to like, like Christmas Eve where my mom was trying to like entertain. We didn't eat dinner till night. We had dessert before dinner because my mom was like trying to prep and like drink or whatever. You know, I think Mauricio was all stoned out at the end of the table. It was like, it was like, I felt like I was at a, an old family holiday watching it. And she's just so manufactured on screen. Her acting classes that she's not, she needs to get back into them. She was trying to talk (laughs) to the dog when Mauricio was trying to talk to her. I'm like, it's just so overly produced. I just don't feel like she has it in her to be that anchor OG housewife, even though I, I loved her on the first couple seasons. I mean, she would whore herself out for Mauricio to have, to make sure he got a listing. Like I was all about that. And I'm, I, I wonder if they're going to end up getting a spinoff for the agency. I'm like waiting for that. I mean, that's probably a matter of time, but I wonder if we're actually ever going to address any of their issues in the past with Mauricio and Rick Hilton because Mauricio left mm-hmm. the oh, yeah. Hilton and Highland to start the agency and took a lot of the clients with him. And if you guys like don't remember a couple seasons ago when Nikki Hilton was getting married to that Rothschild literally at Buckingham Palace they didn't invite Mauricio and like two of the four daughters like the two middle ones like Alexia and whatever Sophia but they invited Farah and Portia so there's a lot of drama in that family that I want answers on and you and and uh I mean the, the way she was like, well, Brandy never lies. Well, you, Brandy also said your sister was doing like coke in the bathroom or crystal yeah. meth in the bathroom. Like, so what is it? Is she alive yeah, or not? And she like also implied that your husband was cheating on you all, a bunch of times. It's like so two truths and a lie. Like what? We're missing it. So, I mean, I'm excited for this. It should be good. And we also supposedly have another person joining the cast, which is Crystal Kung Minkoff. She'll be the first Asian American woman to join the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. She founded Real Cocoa, which is a coconut beverage company that makes coffee creamer, coffee creamers, coconut chips, and coconut water. And good for her. Excited for her to be on the show. But I have a real dislike for coconut water. I cannot believe people drink that as a hydrating it, beverage. It tastes like I'm drinking oil. It's like massage oil. That's what it tastes like to me. I can't. And I love coconut, but when I drink the water, I feel like I'm drinking oil. Like I have that aftertaste. Like, did I just get massage oil on my mouth or something? Have you ever tried like oil pulling with coconut oil in your mouth? Like where you like swish it just like raw coconut oil and you have to swish it for like 20 minutes. Is it like a sex thing or? <laughs> no, this is an oral hygiene thing. <laughs> really? Oh my yeah. gosh. Am I, I floss now. There's like something more. Like, Well, yeah, it's called oil pulling. It's like, I don't know. I, I've tried it a couple times because I'm like not to brag, but I kind of have nice teeth. So I like attempt to like, I don't floss every day. I'm not, I won't, I won't say I am some like really good flosser, but I try to floss like every other day if I can remember but and then I was crystals and shit this sounds like a crystals like Pinterest like post no this is actually I mean I'm like yeah I am starting my own goop called Moop Megan Goop 
Um, but just don't sell candles of your vagina, please. No, I'm going to leave that to Hannah Burner. Like she is going to be starting like her own vaginal scent line alongside Goop and Gwyneth. But no, it's like a, it's a like old, like it's like an old remedy to make your teeth whiter. You just like swish coconut oil in your mouth, but it's disgusting. It's disgusting. I'll last like two minutes doing it. And then I'm like, mm-hmm. what I sometimes do is like dip my toothbrush. This is even weirder. Dip my toothbrush. I in love like- these secrets. We're talking shit on Hannah Burner right now. Yeah. But you're now to like, you are, <laughs> you're showing like secrets. I know. I'm like, I have secrets too. They don't include an asshole, <laughs> but they do include my toothbrush. So if I like dunk my toothbrush and the bristles into a thing of coconut oil, I'll just like brush my teeth with it for like five minutes and just like kind of do it as I'm like, doing nothing and I'm like I kind of think it's the same and I brush my teeth normally in the morning and evening um if you guys were wondering about my dental routine um but yeah anyways crystal uh founded <laughs> you just got like my, there. oh my god my ADD today is this is what like this is hard for me to do like shows after a work day because my brain is like go to no, sleep. my concerta wore off so that's why I, <laughs> i'm like what other what other demographic have i not pissed off already <laughs> no yeah we just pissed off don't, don't repeat loving. what my show is just say that if you have any questions or comments direct them towards megan at Bravo. <laughs> Happy hour. so yeah we have we have her coming on the show too it's cool i'm excited for another person we don't really know much about her but i did see that she went to kathy hilton's christmas party last year and kyle was not at said christmas party so i have a feeling at least we have crystal and kathy coming in as girls and kathy knows the other ladies just simply because she's been on the show for so long so this will be good i'm i'm excited for this yeah, I want to see people with money, so I'm happy. True. Yeah, uh, I want to see people outside of my own life, like what I can't have. Because yeah. otherwise, I'd be watching 90 Day Fiance and getting myself like I. There's plenty of people in my DMs to like enact that fantasy. You should tell that to Tori Spelling, who keeps thinking she's going to be coming onto the oh Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Like every four hours, I see like an email, like a headline saying, "Tori Spelling maybe joining Real Housewives of Beverly Hills this some um, this upcoming season." Honey, it'll never happen. Can ever. I would like I would like to see maybe one of the Hudsons. Like I think Oliver and what's his sister, the one you know who I'm talking about Kate Hudson oh they have a podcast yeah they have a podcast now because you know everybody has a podcast Tori's husband has a podcast and remember all the junk that was said about Mary Jo you know he had the affair with Tori and he left her when they're in the middle of adopting the baby girl and all that she actually was a guest on his podcast like everybody has a podcast I'm like amazed at the people that have a podcast that's like a dark one though. Like I wouldn't want to have like my mistress on. Like I feel I feel like the editing had to be like really, really tight I, for that. I watched Tori and Dean the first season and I dug it, but then it got really dark. It got really dark. Yeah, no. I when they I, started I, the I French fry my... business and then the B and B and No 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 like there is a line I draw and Tori Spelling whatever you did to your dad to get not a single dime 
that's what I want to see. Like, that's the only thing I want Tori. Uh, that's the only thing I want to know about Tori Sailing. Everything else has got to go. And and no, you'll never be a housewife. You'll never be a real housewife in this town. Well, last and final thing for this episode, we have to talk about how Erica Jane got some shit this past week because she reposted a meme by Brands by Bravo, which is like, I guess, an Instagram account that posts memed memes and it was of her her Rena and Robin Dixon from Potomac and the three of them were wearing like that pink suit that they all wore to various different events and this Brands by Bravo posted it alongside with the pink ladies from Greece so Erica ended up posting the same picture and like Frenchie Rizzo and Marty pink ladies kiss photo credit Kyle Richards and so the meme account then writes hey that's my photo can you credit me please and then I guess there was all this like back and forth and Erica's basically like, no, honey, like Paramount took the Grease photo and Kyle took my photo and no. Oh, and don't forget, and do something original that I can do some original shit I can really promote, honey. Like, <laughs> you forgot Erica, that part. <laughs> why, why are you just like aggressively coming for a fan who clearly loves you if they're creating memes about you? In the pink ladies' jackets. It was not, you know. And also... It was like an iconic image. (laughs) Like, you would think that Erico took a page from Kyle Richards' friend, the Fat Jews, book, and give credit to where credit is due. How about Erica had a fucking ghostwriter for her bestseller book? How about Erica had her husband pay for her music career... And her stylist and whatever music auto-tune bullshit she does. Again, I'm not hating on Erica, Jean, or whatever. But depending on how you want to look at it, like, everybody's, like, getting some sort of, you know, like, she's not exactly the, she's not exactly, like, a, Leonardo da Vinci or whatever creation <laughs> yeah. she's doing you know what I mean like yeah. she's not exactly out there winning the Nobel Peace Prize on original like mathematic equation you know <laughs> yeah no and so where it's like um maybe if you create something original it's like well are you sitting in the studio creating the beats on your song and or writing any of the lyrics and or doing any of the creative direction for your music videos it's like no honey did her did her ghostwriter get the credit when she was on the new york times bestseller list not that but at least brian did get on the show i like brian marlin he's great um and an amazing writer but i don't think yeah she wasn't i don't think i don't think she wouldn't have advertised that otherwise because when she was talking about because that's the part I did watch is when she was in the the process of writing it or whatever it was all her like I don't think if that stuff didn't leak I don't think she would be she wouldn't be advertising that yeah definitely not well that brings us to the end of today's episode Carrie this was so fun we talked so much longer than my normal episode so hopefully people are happy with the extra little um, 11 this week I'm so honored well ladies and gentlemen who listen to this episode just listen to what Carrie says have no standards and own yeah. it baby <laughs> exactly <laughs> well where can people find you follow you and listen to your awesome podcast if you want to find me and not to say anything negative because 
you know, I offended a lot of people. No I'm one's at- saying shit. Are you kidding? My show, like, trust me, like I do get raked over the coals often, but like, <laughs> like I would never remember. believe that. Cause you're really good at staying like in the middle. That's crazy. Um, and like, yeah. So I'm at sip and shine podcast at sip shine pod on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And so, yeah, you can find me where you find this podcast. Yay. Well, thank you for coming on. And you and Jess have to come on soon to do that OC episode when I can muster up a desire to podcast on the weekend. We will most yes. definitely do it. All right. Well, thanks for coming on and we'll chat soon. Thanks. All right. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.